are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening with everybody? I hope everybody had a great, great long weekend. Man, last night it was raining so, so hard. The thunders were so loud that, first of all, they woke me up in the middle of the night. And I'm sure they woke everybody else up in the Guelph and nearby regions. And not only that, but uh, the, the thunder was so powerful that it even shook my room. So... Yeah, that's what's up here in Guelph, Ontario. Yep, yep. So everything's pretty good. Um, it is tip. It is like the typical fall weather, I would say. Um, and it's almost like ideal. I don't know. Like I, I'm not the type of person to be a fan, a huge fan of overcast weather, like rainy weather overall. But this is actually kind of, uh, I like it. You know, I don't know why, but it, it's uh, ideal for this for this moment. So that's awesome. Shout out to Mother Nature. So that's what's up. And uh, man, overall, uh, the world of combat sports. I feel like every episode, I, I say this all the time, but like, I feel like the world of combat sports is getting better and better each week. And I know this is going to sound a bit repetitive because like I said, I've been saying this almost every episode. But hey, listen, it's not my fault that the sport is evolving and that we are getting so many great matchups and all the dream fights that we were thinking of and like um, all the fantasy leagues for for MMA. I feel like the promoters actually secretly anonymously go on those fantasy leagues and just look at what the fans want and then they actually make those matchups. So shout out to them if they actually do that. So yeah, because of that, we're actually seeing so many great matchups specifically for some of the end of the year fight cards. And I know it's a bit early to to talk about these fight cards, but listen, it's almost like the middle of October and uh, we're almost getting there. So November, December, when, when those months come, you already know it is going to be lit, okay? Specifically for the UFC, you already know because we've been hearing a lot of rumors um, specifically talking about some of the fights that are potentially happening between current champions and former champions slash legends. And by that, I mean, <laughs> hint, hint, a potential fight between the current champion Khabib Nurmagomedov, the eagle Khabib Nurmagomedov, and the Canadian legend George St. Pierre GSP. So, um, 
And actually, I don't know why I brought it up this early, but um, I was going through um, various MMA outlets, news outlets, and um, this news has actually been published like yesterday. And um, seems like a lot of um, news outlets are picking it up and uh, a lot of reliable ones as well. So I can't help but think like what is happening here? They probably have connections to to um, the Illuminati's, uh, if you will, of the of the MMA world. So they probably know something something is true probably here or not but still it, we can't help but fancy this whole matchup between Khabib Nurmagomedov and George St. Pierre so yeah that's definitely one of the matchups the dream matchups that everybody has been thinking of and talk about for for many many months and if it does happen then that's f- just phenomenal so yes uh, as as fans we can't help but think that this is actually a potential matchup that is happening for one of the end of the year fight cards but again we'll keep you updated with regards to that uh what else is coming up like i've said on previous episodes we have so many great boxing cards um coming up specifically in november and december of course we have heavyweight championship bouts happening end of no- november and beginning of december and even for the light heavyweight championship uh, when talking about canelo avras and uh, sergey kovalev that fight is also happening in november so yes people keep an eye out for all of those matchups and even if you don't it's totally okay because you already know it here on tko will definitely bring you the newest and juiciest updates when it comes to boxing and mma so there is that uh all the psa is done and um now with regards to what we have lined up for today okay so today we have very very good fights to break down so we have a great fight between dominic hayes or reyes excuse me if i mispronounced it um because i'm just assuming that it's portuguese so i just said hayes but dominic is fighting chris weidman the former middleweight champion at the ufc but this will be Chris Weidman's light heavyweight debut. So this is going to be pretty interesting. And this is going to be the main event for UFC Fight Night in Boston. Okay, so another thing that I should point out for this fight card is that it's not happening over the weekend. It's actually happening on Friday night. And also it's happening, the main card is starting at 9 p.m. So make sure you, you mark that down in your calendars. And I know this is a bit strange of the UFC to have it happening on a Friday night rather than Saturday nights, but listen, it is what it is, and um, this whole fight card is going to be very, very interesting, and that is going to be actually followed up with a co-main event between Yaya Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens in a featherweight bout, so if you guys, again, have been catching up with your UFC fight nights, you probably recall that Yaya Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens, I mean, even myself, I was like, didn't they just fight like two weeks ago? They actually did. But the thing is, the fight, so it was the main event of UFC Fight Night in Mexico City, I believe. And what happened was that there was an eye poke in the very first round and uh, uh, the the fight had to be stopped to, uh, by the doctor because Jeremy Stevens' his eye was actually hurting him and that he couldn't really continue and whatnot. So the fight was stopped uh, by, by the doctor's orders. And um, now here we are because nothing really serious uh, seriously happened. Like there were no serious injuries with Jeremy Stevens and everybody was really bummed out about that fight ending early and 
and almost even like unfairly because we all know how hardworking both of these guys are. So regardless, we still wanted to see more of both of these guys. So the UFC actually listened to us. And here we are. The match is rescheduled to the co-main event of UFC Fight Night in Boston. So this is great. Um, once again, I guess we'll break this fight down. Uh, I know we already broke it down for UFC Fight Night in New Mexico. Oh, oh excuse me. Mexico City. I always confuse these two. Um, but um, things have actually changed. I will talk about why I think these um, these some some factors have actually changed because when you think about it, well, of course, Mexico City versus Boston. Mexico City, the altitude is so much higher. And it influences people's performances so much that I've seen people fly down to Mexico to train for for like two months at least down there. And then uh, when the time comes for their actual fight in in New in, in Mexico City, geez, in Mexico City, then they're totally prepared. Their body has adapted um, to the low oxygen levels, and that they're actually able to perform, um, you know, at the at the regular level that we usually do at sea level in uh, Mexico City so actually as a matter of fact I know that Jeremy Stevens he flew down to Mexico City six weeks prior to his fight against Yaya Rodriguez in Mexico and he had been training there so so hard but unfortunately we knew we know what happened on that fight night in Mexico City but here we are the two are actually facing off against uh, each other in Boston so that makes things pretty interesting and um, I don't know you could call it luck or whatever you want to call it the universe has worked as ways to have this fight happen somewhere that isn't as high in altitude and hopefully this will actually help both guys to, to perform just a little bit better and uh, it will help them a lot with their cardio and endurance in this particular fight although scientifically speaking like I said the fight in Mexico City was a few weeks back but I feel like by now their their blood adaptations and body adaptations to that low oxygen level at high altitude must have just gone back to normal to baseline I'm thinking that's what we heard uh, that's what we're actually learning in one of my courses here at the University of Guelph um, <laughs> we're actually learning about high altitude training and what we were told was that after only a few days the 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 uh, hemoglobin levels actually go back to normal which is really really interesting so I'm um, talking about the advantages that both guys have had ha have had obtained in Mexico City while they're not there anymore so it'll be interesting to see how both guys perform now in Boston Massachusetts okay so enough about that so like I said we have these two fights to break down today for you guys and what else man yeah UFC um where did the UFC happen over this past weekend? I can't quite remember. Oh, actually, Tampa, Florida. Yes, here we go. So in Tampa, Florida, we had Joanna and Jacek fighting off against Michelle Waterson. That was an interesting fight, um, specifically for the form for the former strawweight champion at the UFC, Joanna and Jacek, because she actually did make that comeback and. Uh, it wasn't an easy fight for either one of these ladies, but overall, I was super imp impressed as a analyst and as a fan because it was a very technical fight, I think. And Joanna um, and Jacek, yes, she was getting hit every now and then, but overall, she had a very dominating performance, I think. And uh, 
she she overall put on a very good performance. Unfortunately, things didn't really work out for Michelle Waterson on that night. But again, uh, uh, you know, it's just part of the game. It is what it is. And um, it's just part of the game. Like sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But Yoani on Jacek, she fought the smarter fight that night, and that's all that mattered uh, with regards to performance. Although Michelle Waterson, she tried her best to to put on a great performance against Yoana, but it just wasn't enough, unfortunately. But I'm definitely 100% sure that she'll be back from this loss. And I, when she was um, being interviewed after the fight, she got super emotional because she really did believe in herself that... Um, she was definitely going to win that fight against Ioana, but again, yeah, you know, things things do happen, and, um, you know, I'm the type of person that believes that everything happens for a reason, and you might be calling that ideology kind of dumb, and some people might argue that you, you make your own destiny and fate, and... Uh, you know, whatever, and, you know, I respect your opinion, but sometimes things do play out for, for a reason, and uh, I'm sure this was, I mean, Michelle Watterson actually said this herself, she said that uh, she needed this loss so that she can go back and fix a few things about her attitude and training camp, her um, just overall fighting strategy, that's exactly what she said, and, uh, so if she she has that mentality, then uh, who am I to say that I, I disagree with that? I actually totally 100% agree with that. Like I said, sometimes things do happen for a reason. So just trust trust in the universe um, and uh, just, just try your best. In every single situation, just give it your best and see how things play out. And actually, this brings me to something that I want to talk about for our uh, long lost uh, forgotten section uh, called this daily slash weekly dose of motivation here on TKO. I know sometimes we talk about it, sometimes we don't, unfortunately, because of um, the, the time limitation that we have. But this was actually a great segue. Like I wasn't really planning on talking about this today, but I feel like this is a great segue to talk about something motivational um, that I actually was... Um, implicitly you could say uh, thinking of at the back of my mind uh, when myself as a, as a university student was um, I was um, studying for exams preparing for assignments and um, upcoming tests sometimes as a person who has things due and uh, has to do various things before a certain deadline you can't help but think man like, although the event hasn't even taken place yet, you're like, what if I fail? That's the one thing, the big thing that you make a monster out of. And you're like, what if I fail? Even though you haven't really done the thing, you're so scared that you're going to fail. But the th reality is, first of all, the thing hasn't happened yet. In reality, you are... Um, and the t a time point that you're in, I know this is kind of like mind, mind bending and whatnot, but uh, before the event, it hasn't happened yet. So why are you saying that you're going to fail? You haven't gone to that point and you're saying that you're going to fail, but you ha you're not there yet. And you're just like merely speculating that you're going to fail, but you haven't. So why not just change your mentality and just say, well, this hasn't become reality yet. And uh, I still have chance to improve myself. And first of all, um, I, I, I just need to believe in myself. Like that's the main point. As long as you've done all the preparation, all the work, 
then there is no reason why you should even think about all of these what ifs. Okay, so that's that's actually a very big epiphany that I came across over this past weekend because um, I'm sure a lot of people are going through this right now, um, especially university students out there. Um, you know, like I said, with assignments, midterms, it's just that time of the year again and everybody's just so stressed out. And I, for one, know what you guys are feeling. And uh, if you are listening to this and you're going through all the things that I just mentioned, Listen, you're not alone. Just try to keep in mind, like I said, don't think about the what ifs. Think about the great possibilities, the more optimistic things that can potentially happen. And like I said, the actual event hasn't happened yet. So why bother worry about it beforehand? And of course, I know it is a normal thing to be just a little bit anxious beforehand before the thing that you have to do. But listen, don't uh, don't try to go through the fact that, oh, I'm definitely going to fail this or whatever it is before the thing has actually even taken place. And that makes no sense. So just just um, just um, don't think about it. OK, that's the best thing I can describe it. So hopefully this was actually helpful a little bit. Even uh, even if it is a little bit helpful, I'll be so, so glad because. When I came to this epiphany, like I said, myself, I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, wow, how, how have not, how, how have I not thought about this before and not implied it to my regular life? But now I know. And then every time I try to worry about things that haven't even taken place yet, I just bring that into my mind. I'm like, well, it hasn't happened yet. So why even bother think about what if I fail? It has it hasn't arrived yet. The time of that hasn't arrived yet. So just forget about it. In the words of Italian mafia, forget about it, okay? Anyway, so um, that's something that I really want to bring up today for the daily slash weekly dose of motivation. And I hope it was at least a little bit helpful and it brought you some hope and inspiration for your upcoming tasks. If you are a student, if you are working or wherever you are in your in your life stage, I hope this was just a little bit helpful for you throughout your day. Anyway, so there is that. Man, I went on a very, very long tangent. But again, um, that was just something that I've been wanting to share with you guys for the longest time uh, on the show. So here you go. Anyway, so um, speaking of hope and um, being confident in, in yourself and your abilities and all that, like I said, for this upcoming Friday, uh, Friday night, which is UFC Fight Night in Boston, for the main event, we'll be having Dominic Reyes fighting off against Chris Weidman. And like I said, Chris Weidman, this is the first time that he'll ever, ever will be fighting in the light heavyweight division in the UFC because for his whole professional career, he has been fighting in the middleweight, middleweight division. And like I was saying, speaking of confidence and um, having trust in yourself, Chris Weidman, interestingly enough, he has come out saying that he is so confident that he will do so, so well in this new lightweight division that he's even hopeful that he's going to get a matchup against the current light heavyweight champion, John Jones. Now, for me, listen, as a fair and objective analyst i will tell you that that is absolutely nuts at this point because chris wyman hasn't fought in over a year 
But if he says that he actually has the capability of fighting John Jones at this point of his career, then that's on him. And I actually really do applaud that confidence that he has in himself. And he's saying that he has something. He knows something about John Jones' style that nobody has ever like pointed out. In, in all of his fights so he really does believe that he's the one that is going to expose John Jones and his weaknesses so that's very very interesting and like I said I really do applaud the fact that he's just that confident in himself specifically moving up a weight division to to you know just try out this new territory and to potentially get this matchup against John Jones and again I I don't want you guys to misunderstand this by any chance like I'm totally not against Chris Weidman getting this potential match against John Jones I'm just saying that at this point of his career because he's he's had a, a, a he, he he's been absent from the octagon for more than a year so it wouldn't really make sense if he gets the matchup against John Jones right now because he probably needs a few warm-up fights to to make his comeback officially and to just acclimate to this new lightweight uh, light heavyweight division because it's not always easy to fight at the level um, that you did when you were fighting at your old weight division versus your new weight division so that's something that Chris Wyman definitely needs to keep in mind but enough of that, again, now let's talk about stats and um, some of the previous fights that both of these guys have, have actually had. So Dominic Reyes, I think he's fought most of his professional career in the light heavyweight division. I'm just looking back on some of the past fights, some of the most recent fights that he's actually had. Well, um, as far as I'm concerned, he is an undefeated professional MMA fighter, which is very, very interesting in this case. So Dominic Reyes, he he is the type of guy that has been on a rise ever since he first came to the UFC. And like I was saying, for some of his most recent fights, of course, he is undefeated, but some of the most notable fights that he has had had been against Volkan Ozdemir, Ovin St. Peru, and even Jared Cannonier. And these are all, like, very, very dangerous fighters in the light heavyweight division. So the fact that Dominic Reyes has been able to dominate over all of these people is actually pretty mind-blowing. So... Just imagine Dominic Reyes now fighting off against Chris Weidman, who has come into this new light heavyweight division. And I'm not trying to like burst his bubble, but just looking back on the, his past five fights, I'm sorry to break it to you, but he's only won one of his past five fights and that was the fight that he had against Kelvin Gastelum in which he was actually able to submit Gastelum but other than that his most recent fight was against Jacare Sosa he got KO'd unfortunately and uh, man he even lost against Gegard Musasi and we all remember the fight that he lost against Yoel Romero although I do give him props for that particular fight because um, for for the whole fight he was really trying his best to, to come on top and dominate over Romero but unfortunately Romero caught him with a really nasty flying knee and unfortunately it was completely 100% absorbed and um, he just went down cold to the canvas so that wasn't really um, good for Chris Weidman and of course 
the very first loss of his professional career was in the fight that he had against Luke Rockhold, the short short notice fight that he uh, short notice fight that he had against Luke Rockhold for the championship belt, and that was really heartbreaking because again, it's just the tiny mistakes that he makes that makes him so vulnerable to to losing fights. So I I really did want to bring this up because I feel like Chris Weidman, listen, he's an all Amer- all American wrestler, so he he's definitely a very potent fighter and also a very very strong wrestler. But it's just that I don't know what you can call it. It's not bad luck. It's just some of the things that you do that lead to bigger mistakes in your fights and that is ultimately why you lose a certain fight so i really do hope that in this particular fight chris wyman is able to prove everybody wrong and i know this this makes it even more hard because he's moving up a weight division this is not his usual weight division he's moving up from 185 pounds to 205 pounds so that's a pretty pretty big jump and i hope this doesn't affect his usual performance because usually when you move up weight divisions you don't always gain all muscle and bulk up you usually just maintain your fats so hopefully this is not really the case with chris weidman although this might actually help him a little bit a little bit with his performance because this might actually help him with his weight cuts because now he probably wouldn't have to cut as much weight for this 205 weight division and we don't really know maybe this would actually uh, enhance his performance in this um, bout against dominic reyes but overall i i know i just realized that i was i might have been a bit too picky about chris weidman um deciding to move up to this um light heavyweight division but you know what i'm just gonna shut up now because i'm still pretty excited for this bout between these two guys um that is happening on friday night so i will definitely recommend all of you guys to please please watch this fight and um, i'm really hoping that will be a very interesting one and uh, who knows maybe chris wyman actually shocks everybody and is able to give dominic reyes his very first professional loss so yes regardless it will be a very very interesting fight to see all right there is that and like i said before yaya rodriguez will be fighting off against jeremy stevens for this um kind of rematch but it's almost like it's just their first fight because the first fight that these two guys had like i said it ended super early so i it's almost really hard to consider it a full fight because it ended early because of a doctor stoppage so yeah this i would say this is the actual fight if fingers crossed nothing bad happens again and uh, there are no eye pokes or um shots to the sensitive areas of the body to have the doctor come in and stop the fight again but uh overall i'm really hoping that this fight is also pretty pretty dynamic and lasts the full time the full uh, 15 minutes so yes please do try to watch this fight as well jeremy stevens yaya rodriguez i know again i was gonna say that i was gonna briefly break down break down this fight but um 
things haven't really changed with specific to the fighters' abilities and their usual uh, tactics, you could say, um, compared to that um, fight night that I broke down earlier a few weeks back for UFC fight night in Mexico City. But like I said, um, this this fight will be different because it will be happening in Boston uh, as compared to Mexico City. So the altitude doesn't play a factor anymore. And it might actually help the fighters perform at their regular um, level, hopefully, now that they're fighting in Boston, not in Mexico City. So there is that. That was the COVID event of the evening. And like I said, main event is Dominic Reyes versus Chris Weidman. Friday night, everybody, at 9 p.m. Make sure you do not miss it. And other than that, uh, unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to have for this week. Next week, actually, surprisingly, uh, Ben Askren will be fighting off against um, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu legend, Damian Maia. So wrestling versus BJJ, that's also going to be very interesting. So that's what we're going to be mostly breaking down next week on our show. Just want to put it out there in case you're interested um, and marking down your calendars and whatnot. But okay, enough of that. Uh, like I said, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You already know, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.